Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. I actually have not crocheted all week. Really? Like in five days. That's like insane. Too busy to crochet? I know. How crazy is that? I've barely read. Like I've read like in the mornings when I'm taking a bath or something, Uh but that's about like, that's it. (laughs) You read in the morning when you take a bath? Yes. When I'm getting ready for work, taking a bath in the morning because I can't wash my hair because washing your hair too much is bad for your hair. Mm -hmm. But I literally sit in the bathtub for an hour and read. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's just been a crazy week. It has been a cra- it's been a crazy two weeks. If I didn't have audiobooks, I wouldn't read at all. I wouldn't have time. That's yeah. kind of how I felt too. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it is. We actually went to a fundraiser. We did on Thursday. We got all dressed up last night. I even wore makeup and the whole nine yards. And Ooh. I very rarely wear makeup. We were girly and everything. I know it. And jewelry. <laughs> it was amazing. But. It was it was actually a lot of fun. I was kind of nervous about going because I did, you know, it's kind of the stuff that they were auctioning off was like really expensive stuff. So it's like we, we made a donation and we you know hung around and we met some really cool people at our table. Yes, we very did. cool people. Yep, we had a great table. It was called uh, Pivot Turning Point for Youth. It's a nonprofit community organization that advocates, educates, intervenes, and counsels youth and families. To make a positive difference in their lives. Yeah. It was really cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it might be something that if I ever have extra time, I might want to, like, volunteer for or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool. We had a cool table. We had an awesome table. Yeah, we did. We had one lady that her job is social media. She's, like, social media president. She tweets for a living. Yeah. For, like, companies. Companies hire her to do their social media. You didn't know there was a person that... We didn't know this. We're yeah. old. We don't know these Lauren things. Lauren That's what Lauren Crumb <clears throat> does. Really? Uh, she does social media and websites and... Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another one that was, like, a... Photographer. She, she was a photographer, and she was, the, like, the voice for loves. Like, when you go in and buy some, like, beer or something... And it asks if this person, you know, check their ID or whatever. It's her voice that comes over the registers. Weird. Check her ID, please. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she's she's the love's voice. Mm -hmm. And then there was another dude who's a a bridge engineer that sat next to us. Mm -hmm. It was really yeah. It was was all these people. They're probably like, "What do you guys do? We read." Yeah, a yeah. lot. I totally gave them a business card for our yeah. podcast. Said we're rude for a living. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> we read books and are rude. Uh-huh. Dude, be nice. Yeah, I'm wearing my dude be nice shirt. <laughs> that was really fun, though. It was fun. And like everybody except for the lady who does the social media all had sons who were 19. Yeah. I, I, How I, funny is that? I said something at, at one point because... It was just sort of a casual, oh, such and such, 19-year-old, 19-year-old. I said, wait a second. Whoever set up this table did this on purpose because every single person at the table, except for the social media chick, had a 19 or 18-year-old son. It was creepy. And the social media media chick was like like your guys' age. She was really young. Mm -hmm. But everybody else had kids the same age. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Weird. It was yeah. freaky. It was, but it was fun. Got all dressed up, wore heels. Feet are killing me today. That's another day. day. It was very fancy. We feel mm-hmm. special now because we went to a fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. And Drink wine. Something else kind of funny today when we went to Starbucks, we we went somewhere else first, so we kind of had to oh, drive wait, around. To the wait, back. wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about where we went first. We went to a oh, book. So we went to bookstore. yes, we went to a cool bookstore. We went to Full Circle Bookstore. Mm-hmm. Have you guys oh, been over yeah. there? Mm-hmm. It's over there by oh. the mall. I've never been in. Have you never been in, Martha? I went there once before. Um, and had a great time, but I, I, then I had to go back again so I could take Bonnie in there so she could see it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And we went into the little coffee shop and enjoyed it and walked around and looked at books and I ordered a book and hung out, asked them if they could get me a first edition copy of The Power and he looked at me like, uh, I could call the publisher? <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if I could actually get a first edition copy of it because it's kind of, uh, you know, it's so new. You can probably just get it online. No, it's hard to get a first edition copy of a new book. How come? Because it's, it's a new book. If it just came out, wouldn't that be the first edition? No, it's not necessarily. No, so it's, the fir- it's not listed as a first edition necessarily first printing because it's so new. That's the problem. So you have to wait for them to like publish. You have to wait for things to start breaking loose. For th- and then it'll say New first hardcover, edition. first edition, $25, abooks.com. You're oh, and now they're doing it. Last time I looked, it wasn't up there. There's like five of them up here. <sighs> Actually, there's more than that. Cripes. Hey, hey. Uh-huh. Well, I was going to do it locally. but anyway. Just Google first edition, the power. <sighs> Once again, Nicole shows me up. Go- just Google. Martha, Google. Google. It's your best friend. Google, Google, Google. I got told Google. that was our a generational thing to do what, at Google? work. Yeah, no, that looking stuff Here, up online. Here I was trying. I was trying to do something good for the local bookstore. You know, people so. think it's insulting us when they say like it's our generation because we can literally go, like type in a question and we instantly get the answers. But shouldn't that? That's actually better. No, like in I my opinion, I don't care if it's your generation yeah, well, no, or not. I it wasn't like the crap a, out of some stuff. No, it wasn't like I, a put that's down. Usually, it was like that's usually my thing. I usually do it all the time. But th- I actually did look to see if I could find a first edition copy before I went and asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Nicole, I I know what you're talking about because Tyler absolutely, my son absolutely hates it when people say something about millennials. Well, yeah, he's not a millennial these though. Days. He's not. No, even, yeah, there's Generation be, Z. I yeah, don't no, mix but he us doesn't, up with those. He doesn't like it, <laughs> but, but people probably still because like they can't tell the difference between my age and Tyler's age. Yeah, yep. so they probably call him a millennial. They're lumping, they do. but yeah. even then, I don't think it doesn't matter what generation you're in. Like the ease you of knowledge is actually mm-hmm. better for our culture. Because I can Agreed. literally Google anything yeah. I want to. Yeah. It could be a science question or anything. I can like better myself, become Instant. more knowledgeable, and right. I have zero effort other than picking up my cell That's phone. That's not what he, and looking he it was up. saying, though. Yeah. He was oh, saying yeah. that... Cause Kristen, who's a girl that I work with, just like said something that she'd found on the internet. She's like, I read this in an article. Because I was looking up this. Something, for, something about a muscular thing or something. I can't remember. But... Um, and he was like, I feel like that's just something that happens in your generation. If we don't, like, when we didn't know something, we just kind of didn't know something. You guys just look it up. <laughs> yeah, you had to go to the library. You had to find the encyclopedia. Yeah, but you didn't always know the answer, and I hated that. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Didn't you hate that? But it wasn't like a dig. Mm-hmm. It was like I we. Hated that. I appreciate his comments. He's but like, I've, he, we, he was like, we want to know. Like, yeah. he said, even though I have that now, when I don't know something, I just kind of 
don't know. You know? See, yeah. that's more appreciative. Because yeah. literally, have you ever had somebody, though, pissed off at you because you can look up something on your cell phone if they ask you a question? And you're like, yeah. I don't know. Let me check. Because they'll be like, when's oh. the Thunder game? And I'm like, I don't remember. Let me Google it. Or, I had somebody one time tell me, like, they told me something. I'm really, I never heard about that. And I Googled it. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, if I just told you that was true, why are you Googling it? I'm like, I don't know. Just I because some... I wanted to read more about it. Not that I don't believe yeah. you. More research. Or my dad will be like, how do you get to blank, blank place? And I'm like, let me just Google Maps this, screenshot it, and email it to you. Mm-hmm. But Because if I text it, he's like, I can't read that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, let me just email this to you so you can print it. Uh, I don't even do that. I just uh, do the. He doesn't know the how to do exact that. the GPS GPS yep. thing. Yeah. Nope. I finally got him to start texting this year. Uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of uh, millennial comments, especially because I don't know some of the people that they call millennials that are doing dumb millennial air quote millennial things are not millennials they're like the generation after millennials and i'm like don't lump me in with that <laughs> like that's not me yeah i don't know i get asked like you actually read books aren't you a millennial yeah well <laughs> yes <clears throat> ignorance is ignorance no matter what generation you put it in yeah and there's ignorance in every generation in my yeah. humble opinion so anyway um full circle books was awesome mm-hmm. going again even if I have to buy that book from them, which, you know, would be cool because then we'd have a relationship with them. Um, and then after that, <laughs> after that, of course, we had to go drive through Starbucks because it's it's our thing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of went the back way, you know, because oh. we, we got to a go sandwich around. first. Yeah. The, so the alley and there's absolutely nothing in the alley, but there's a cop sitting back there. By himself, just kind of sitting, just, hanging in the alley. There's nobody the back there. You sure there's uh, no one in the passenger seat? We kind of wonder. A little bent over. We kind of wonder. Well, you know, we didn't look into the windows. <laughs> and Bonnie was... <laughs> said, no, no back alley blowjobs now. <laughs> there's been some really weird things with Oklahoma cops, so that's why I had to say something. Like, there was a, a, a mom that, when I was in... She was speeding. We were all in the car. And someone was like, there's a cop. And she was like, oh, he's probably just over there pulling his pud. And I was like, that's the most Oklahoma thing I have ever fucking heard. <laughs> that's funny. Uh-oh, I think my redneck's Dang. about to come out now pulling my pud. <laughs> pulling his pud. <laughs> all right. Wow. So oh, anyway, no. so anyway. Um... <laughs> but see, okay, I have a question. And I'll, I'll, so we were so we were having this discussion, right? This is the discussion we were has as we're driving through the Starbucks drive-through. I don't know why Starbucks doesn't ban us from. But if okay, if a hand job and a blow job, if you do it for free, is it really a job or is it more like volunteer work? Bonnie thinks it's volunteer work. <laughs> I don't know. Is it like a tip for tap thing or <laughs> no? Because there's purple? never well, any reciprocal. If you don't get anything work. back in exchange for it, then it's and you like never ever do. And volunteer work is good. So Poor Martha. See, being like, a good person. Well, not if it's in a car. I mean, it's just one of those things that happens very quickly. Usually, you girls are too young to know these. Martha's things. not been anywhere lately. <laughs> if you're doing it in a car you're trying to hurry oh really i mean sometimes not always 
It depends on where you are true. while you're doing it in the car. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, you there have are to... circumstantial situations. If you're Molly Martha, are circumstantial you, if you're in the back alley of Starbucks, you might be trying to do kind of fast. True. The... If you're going down the road on the interstate, you might want to slow down a little bit because you don't want to get your head caught. Your head caught in what? The steering wheel. <laughs> Which head? <laughs> Your head. I don't All of the above. In the lab. <laughs> the other oh, head okay. would be bad too. But if that's reaching the steering wheel, you have a whole other problem. <laughs> <laughs> if it's reaching oh the steering God. wheel, I'm thinking that going down the interstate doing <laughs> this is awful conversation. Oh my God! Yeah, All I can think is about is job. my Sorry. father listens to this podcast. That's all oh. I can think about right now. This is awful. In other news, yeah. I felt so bad for that Starbucks girl, though. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because, you know, this bad conversation was taking place. And I finally apologized to her when we got up to the window. I did. I apologized to her. I said, I'm so sorry. We do this every... Because the same girl that we were laughing like crazy maniacs at last week, I said, look, it's nothing personal (laughs) It's just that we do this podcast every week and we're always talking about what we're going to talk about. And when we get up here, we're laughing like crazy. I I swear we're not high. (laughs) So I gave her this whole spiel and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this crazy smile on her face. She says, oops, my battery's dead. And then she like disappears from the window. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh oh. (laughs) And then we never saw her again and somebody else finished our order. (laughs) So speaking of first edition news, by the way, Martha, which I was first, talking to you about this earlier. First edition news. Oh, yes. But I found this out because I troll Facebook all day long. Because I follow news stations constantly. That's where I get my news, kind of. Mm-hmm. And anyways, Book Riot posted this article that was saying that uh, Amazon was having a glitch, essentially. And the glitch was on a new book. And it was it's called Circe by Madeline Miller. And she actually wrote The Song of Achilles, which was a New York Times bestseller. I think it's Circe. Oh, Circe, so sorry. But... Essentially, um, her new book comes out in like eight days, I think, or something like that. Well, the Amazon glitch was selling her $27 hardcover pre-order pre-order book for $3. $2.97. Dang. Yeah. I think, did you? It's not up there anymore. Did you tag us in that or something? Yeah. I posted it on yeah. Facebook okay. on Three Book Girls. But, but yeah. we were too late to see it. Nicole well, got it. So I went and bought that thing for $2.97 fucking cents. You should have, told, you should have <laughs> texted wow. me, Nicole. I was busy dealing God with other shit. Damn it. But I did have time you to purchase. You were too busy. Yeah, she was Amazon. busy. She, was, she had plenty of time One to order click for purchase, herself. One click purchase, guys. One click purchase. But did not have time to send me a text. Maybe she has an easy button. I posted that. it on I our I have an easy button too. Facebook she could have texted me. But anyways, some friend. Thanks, so it's going to be a first edition book obviously. Thanks Nicole. Thanks $2.97. I could probably Thanks. sell it to half price books for more than I paid for it. <sighs> like immediately. I but one day it could even make more, especially if it goes into Well, one day it, is is this her first book? No, this is her second, but her first one was a New York Times bestseller. It's still hella cheap. It was amazing. And Amazon is amazing for having this glitch because I checked on it later in the afternoon as well. And they had taken, like, they didn't even have the hardback copy for sale at all anymore. Maybe it wasn't really a glitch. Because, hey, because you know that there have been some difficulties lately with Amazon, right? No. There have been some difficulties. 
They've been in the news a lot lately with all this um, trade deficit or, yeah. or tariff difficulties and their stock price has been going down. They're, yeah, the stock and price all down. all this other stuff is going on. So maybe, just maybe... They were trying to give us some positive vibe back. Okay, they put the hardcover back for sale, and it's $17.46 as we speak right now. Oh, damn. The Kindle is $14. <laughs> I don't know why this was so I exciting wonder, for me, like, to go buy a $3. I wonder how many they sold at $3 and some odd cents. Probably quite a few, because Bookwright put that thing out on social media. Yeah. Yes. I was pretty excited because <clears throat> since like since I do book of the month, uh, it was one of the options to get this, and it was would you get it as a pre-release? Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to go with a like two other different books instead of this one, but I still had kind of wanted to read this. But now you can for yeah, three dollars because I would have if I had gotten it from book of the month, I would have paid nine ninety nine. So I'm huh. like, yes, that's awesome. Yes, very cool. <laughs> But I appreciate Amazon glitches. I need like a newsletter every day of all well, the Amazon Well, I don't think Amazon could do much to piss me off. I have been in love with them since the beginning. I even have an Amazon credit card. Amazon Amazon has been my first love. It was a bookstore in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My dad so used like, to pre-order my Harry Potter books so that they would be shipped and arrive at my house like the, like the day that they were released. I lived in a small town that had no bookstore. So they were my bookstore. So Amazon. I'm not going to apologize for like loving Amazon. Two or three bridesmaid dresses off of Amazon. It always comes Did in you? handy. Don't have to go to a store. I think I've, I've bought. I've only bought one book from Amazon, and that was a Kindle book that I bought for the Kindle that I got for Christmas. I need to go in and find another book on Kindle. If you ever buy, do you have Prime? No, but I do. Oh, you get the free book every month. Yeah. But if you ever buy, um, if you like the physical copies, mm-hmm. if you go on and go into the used section, a lot of people have them for sale for a dollar because it's libraries selling them, and then you pay two ninety nine shipping, so mm-hmm. you're paying four dollars for a book. That's pretty cool. And they're all like everyone I've bought has been in like really good condition. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Tyler's bought his school books on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I used to do that too, and you can resell them to Amazon. Yeah, and you uh, can buy. You can actually books. resell any of your books to Amazon. You just type in the barcode, like on the resell page, mm-hmm. uh, like they'll buy your books. Very cool. Where are we gonna go next with this, girls? Books. I think maybe we could find some books to talk about. I mean, what is the podcast about again? Would that be books? It depends what day it is, Bonnie, because sometimes it's like sex. I mean... Some days it's blowjobs. (laughs) I mean, I only mentioned it one time, and it was just a funny pun. Pull on his It was great. I thought it was great. (laughs) I mean, Martha made us have a romance episode. I made us have a romance episode? Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh She did. Yeah. That was... Yes. That was you. Yeah. I'm pretty Uh sure you came up with the shelf love this time. I'm pretty sure I didn't know anything about the shelf love until two days before the episode when Martha was like, what are you going to read for your shelf love? And oh, I was like, what the yeah, hell is shelf you're love? You're right. You're right. It was it was me. It was me. I was the instigator. <laughs> I skipped out on that one. I was the instigator. Actually, um, I only did that to placate our um, Guess that millions of horny women audience. I mean, I'm not complaining about the romance episode. I'm just saying that was you. 
Yeah. Just, <laughs> I was just trying to be fair and balanced. That's all. There's nothing wrong with our romance episode. Well, you're making it sound like it was a bad thing. No, I'm just saying you instigated it. Mm. Which is also not negative. It was just you. Was it like smut or like legit <laughs> romance? Because it was a little bit of both. Now she's making it sound like I liked it. It you was like it. it wasn't like the year before where it was like mature audience only and we all No, we didn't smut it out. Talked about erotic novels. Gotcha. But we like us some erotic novels though. See, <laughs> that's <kidding>. different. <laughs> Erotic novels are different. We like those. <laughs> Have you turned the closed caption on your Pornhub again? <laughs> we haven't been in the naughty girl store lately. <laughs> nope, we have not. Okay, maybe that's why we had, we're ta- having that conversation about that cop in the alley. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we should go see if he's still there. <laughs> see if we can borrow his uniform, do a little role playing. Oh my. Okay. All right, let's change the subject. Should we talk about books? Yes, books. Okay. Um, no. Garrett, are you still over there? Yeah. Sometimes I forget he's there. Mm-hmm. And then in, in a silent moment, all of a sudden I remember there's a man in the room. And it Do you get really embarrassed? In. Kind of. Yeah. Nah. Oh, my God. What? I just read my Dove thing. What does your Dove thing say, Nicole? Actually go to a bookstore. (gasps) (laughs) Is that that seriously what it says? Take a picture of that and post it on our page. That's funny. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Thank you, Dove. But I have actually been to a bookstore recently, too. Did you go today? We went today. Nicole, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm down. All right. Okay, cool. Okay, so this book, I do have to... Do a little disclaimer. It was mailed to us to review, and I volunteered because we read the. We all took turns reading the inside cover, and we kind of decided that I. I thought I would like it, and mm-hmm. no one else was quite sure if they would like it or not, because mm-hmm. uh, it sounded a little depressing, and it kind of was. <laughs> but <laughs> anything that sounds even slightly depressing, I'm like, I'm out. But as part of this disclaimer, we do not promise to review any book on this podcast, and I am reviewing it because I did actually enjoy this book. Um, And it is called uh, Good Neighbors, and it's by Joanne Serling. And essentially it is, and this was relatively new. It was published in February of this year. Um, But essentially it is about... um, well, there's like a there's a main woman who's kind of doing a first person it, like in the story, um, and the but essentially it evolves around these neighborhood friends, and they only really hang out with each other because they live next to each other, um, and other than that, they have zero use for for each other. They could care less, um, but they are all so completely different. Um, and you learn about each one. Um, but then you start learning about Paige. Um, and Paige, she has one son who everybody thinks is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, he's very spoiled. He's probably like eight years old, something like that. And But they decide, like her and her husband decide they want to adopt because they had, had been having trouble conceiving. And so... Like, of course, the neighbor gets neighborhood gets together, congratulates them on deciding to adopt. And they end up going to Russia and adopting some little girl from an orphanage and bringing her back. Um, and you f- kind of start to hear, like, 
what happens when they're at this orphanage. Um, like a few days after they got her, they were walking through Russia, like in the middle of the city or whatever. And the little girl starts screaming that somebody stole her brother and like as they're carrying her. So you kind of understand like this girl wasn't just like some orphan, like something happened. Um, but then you learn more about the main character too and how she struggles as a parent and it's a very big deal. Um, but you've got all these different characters and it's a very like different book in the way, like, I don't know the best way to describe it, but there's never, like, you're never, you never feel rushed to read it. And the story is this constant, like, she's describing this entire situation until like the, literally like the last 20 pages. And that's when you're like, oh shit, like what just <laughs> happened? Very weird. So the situation itself is weird or, no, um, or what happens is weird. What happens is weird. And okay. So let's bring Vani in. Cause Vani is reading it right now and mm-hmm. she's about halfway through. And right now she hates the main character. Yeah. I don't like the main she, character. At she all. does not like the main character. Cause, uh, we were talking about this a second ago. The main character is probably self-involved like where she is. And she's like, she's like too entitled or something she's like well i know more life about life than this person and it's kind of like really you know everything about this person and it talks a lot about this in the book but um they're all of the neighbors are always trying to impress each other there's a standard to be like to be upheld and so she's always trying to compete with this and she did not come and they all are living in this like well-to-do neighborhood she did not come from that Um, and her sister's in a bad place and so she's dealing with all this stuff and then she has these two kids who are running around screaming all the time and she doesn't quite know how to be a mother but she tries and she talks about getting frustrated with them and she talks about like she hit one like one of her kids and she feels awful about it and she's trying doing everything she can to not hit one again like so it makes you like you're mad at her because she just hit her kid but I think that probably happens more often than... So the selfishness that you, Vani, describe in the character of... Well, people have different parenting styles. They do. And it's not even just the hitting situation in the book. I don't like her parenting style with her kids throughout the book. That mm-hmm. I'm only halfway through with it. So mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a <clears throat> deal breaker. Don't... I know that as a parent... If I it's see somebody, hard. I see if I see somebody in the grocery store behaving badly with their children, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what I was, yeah, uh, it's hard. I, I had to explain to Vani is that you have to keep reading this book because you are learning one about the main character and all of her issues, including her parenting style. And the book makes it very clear that that is like something that needs to be thought about in this story. Like, she's talking about it herself, like her parenting style. And she, she does. She mentions it. and But then you're seeing Paige's parenting style. And you're seeing these other parents or people who don't even have kids that live in this neighborhood. And there is a big point to the story that I can't say because it will literally give the ending away. Oh. But there I'm, is I'm a gonna moral. Keep, I'm going to keep reading it. I won't stop. I mean. Now, I'm not saying that the point is going to make you like the book. But the point is going to make you go. Oh shit! That's the like. Oh, that's the point. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a moral to the story, and that's I think why I enjoyed this book so much. Because if it had not, if I had not made it, do you think it would change your vision 
and your idea about the book if you'd had kids if you if you no. yourself had been a parent I, I mean, I, I could maybe see myself getting a little bit more frustrated about certain events in the book, but no, because uh, like Paige is having issues with this adoptive child, um, mm-hmm. and I like I felt sympathy towards her. I understood the frustrations of the main character with having like these little kids who she doesn't know how to communicate with correctly or discipline correctly, because uh, I don't have kids and I would not know how to discipline. Like just because you. Ha- poop out this little shithead doesn't mean you know how to tell it what to do. She's not a parent. She doesn't know. (laughs) Like, like it doesn't, I mean, yeah, you love it and everything, but that doesn't mean you know exactly what to do. Like, there's you don't. You grow up. And all parents don't know what to do, but I mean, there's something, there's some of the things that she, she does when she disciplines her kids. And I don't want to go into too much detail because like I said, it's just a matter of a different parenting style mm-hmm. that I completely don't agree with. And I think it's a little cruel. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that they describe that, you know, like she's describing something she did when her kids were like little and first going, you know, into their own beds and stuff. And it's just what it was just, cruel to me it's like you're trying to build a trust with a child but you you do this shitty thing and that child's not going to trust you ever in their whole life it's so hard no i understand that anytime you're dealing with um with children and mothers it's a touchy touchy Uh, situation because you have that personal feeling that and the bond with your parents and with your children so Mm -hmm. i mean it's I noticed that a lot when I worked. Yeah. At, I worked at a daycare for like years, so I always noticed that parents who always seemed a little bit more level-headed with their kids, like their kids, and obviously did stuff that would probably really upset them, but they just kind of oh, yeah. handle it calmer, tended to behave better than the parents who were just like irate and like hitting them. Well, and that's what she. I mean, she. Okay, so I don't know exactly what you're talking about because anything like. That you just mentioned, I thought involved Paige, not the main character. No, but um, it, the, I, it actually both. I think they both did the same thing, which I can tell you later. Okay, and like but, I said, well, it's. I was just gonna say, uh, like I remember her doing the hitting like thing. I m- mm-hmm. remember her mentioning it once, but they make it like sh- as they're like. That's what's so weird is because the main character, as she's just like going through the story, she knows she's wrong and she's worried. Like she's going through this struggle she mentions that she's upset about hitting um that one time um that she's not very patient she talks about her not being like her her own self and like these different things and so i just thought it was so interesting but as you go through all of these different stories and how they intertwine and then the end result that's kind of what like it is a very difficult like all of every story individual story is very difficult and that's part of the moral to the story hmm. and the dynamic between all of the friends who hang out because they're all like richie soccer moms basically and the dynamic between the group is like is interesting the, din- yes. the dynamic and, between the group i like and i think that's maybe what keeps you reading yeah I, because it is not like some suspenseful thing except you are kind of always waiting for something to happen yeah because you like, know something's why? gonna happen obviously you're reading a book <laughs> Yeah. That's just it. There are some books that you keep reading just because you think something's going to happen, and then it never does. And this one mm-hmm. happens twenty pa- with like 20 pages left. So it's not really that. <laughs> I didn't hate, hate the book. It's just, it's really hard to 
keep reading when you completely like a book oh, when yeah. you really don't like the specific characters in it. But it's the dynamic in the, between the group that's kind of kept me reading, and 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 I want to kind of know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm kind of like I'm frustrated, but I still want to know what's going to happen next. If that makes sense, it makes perfect oh, yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. you know, we say all the time that it's the characters who just trigger some kind of emotional reaction from you, or keeps you reading, and good or bad. It's still girl on the train. You had a bad reaction to her, but you kept reading it. No, I didn't. I stopped reading it three okay, times. I did. But, Whatever. Uh, Martha, I since you liked uh, Little Fires Everywhere, mm-hmm. this is to me, and I, I'm actually working on like a weird blog post, which is about how like all the, these novels that are coming out right now mm-hmm. are evolving around like neighbors being in the same neighborhood or in the same community together mm-hmm. and it's not just like part of the story like that is a huge like chunk of the story neighbors mm-hmm. are really being in a neighborhood is a really unique microcosm <laughs> very very difficult dynamic because you don't have anything in common with these people the only thing you have in common with these people is the fact that you are living next to them and you have to get along because you all own property in the neighborhood that's why being a part of the neighborhood association is the worst freaking torture that you can possibly live through in your life Mm -hmm. so i get it i get why people write books about stuff like that but i just thought it was a because right now with good neighbors uh little fires everywhere but there's like I don't have a lot I should have written like a list but there's literally like mm-hmm. 20 or 30 that have literally come out in the past two or three months mm-hmm. that, that are all evolving around that and it's just like there's got to be something in which I have thought about but yeah it's, it's fascinating mm-hmm. but again if you read this book I'm not saying you're going to love it for the characters, but the ending and like the her writing and the way she keeps you interested and the because the subjects are very difficult. Like these are not easy, easy things to read about. There's so much meaning at the end of it. And so that's kind of why I really liked it. All right. But so, it's called uh, Good Neighbors and it's by Joanne Serling. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thanks for sending us the book, my dear. Bless you, Jessica. It's allergy season. Yes, it is. And it's freezing ass cold in Oklahoma today. Yeah, it's supposed to be back up to almost 80 by Wednesday. Yeah, but tomorrow it's going to be like 40. I'm going on strike tomorrow. With the teachers? No, from the weather. Uh, Well, you know, they canceled the Redbud stuff tomorrow. Because of the weather? Yeah. They uh, a bunch of Tulsa schools canceled uh, class for all next week. By the way, tomorrow. Really? Yeah, they did week. it a whole week. The I know teachers that. are striking. By the way, for those of you who are um, not in Oklahoma, not in Oklahoma, because uh, Oklahoma is 49th in education. We're 50th. In are education. we 50th now? We're 50th, and the pay difference <clears throat> for a year's teaching between us and the next state, the 49th state, is like. Five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's it's not it's even just terrible. a few hundred. I, had, it's, I saw it's a big amount. Terrible here. But some to clarify for everybody that doesn't know, it's not just about teacher pay raises, but no. it's also about the the funding for the actual schools, including textbooks and teaching materials that includes anything from papers to pencils and pens to chairs that our children sit in that literally like 
the cut their part. pants up. We don't have yeah. we don't have school five days a week here in Oklahoma. It's four days a week. Four days a week. They changed Sounds it to four days a we week don't have, for a lot of schools. We don't. My son never brought a textbook for math home the last three years of high school because they're not allowed to take them out of the classroom because, because they there's have not to enough. Use them. Yeah, there's not they enough. They have to use them for everybody. Apart. Mm-hmm. So that's how depressing the state of Oklahoma yeah. education yeah. system is. So we have been striking, and we I'm putting myself into this because I have been morally supporting them and As cheering them on. I think As all of I. us. I don't know. I honestly haven't really heard. And I've seen people, but like I haven't met anybody personally who disagrees with this strike. Yeah. I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of rumbling, but it's mostly because I'm on the air, and so I get phone calls. Well, I see like from people, but it's mostly from people who are in other professions that are also paid good. poorly. Yeah, <laughs> or like I how they said. Yeah, part of the teacher yeah. strike. They're also trying to. Part of it is to get um, state employees a raise because yeah. I know I have a friend who her husband, Stacy. As husband works for the state, and he hasn't gotten a raise in ten years—not even a cost of living raise in ten yeah. years. I and mean, it's bad. Ten I heard years. A, rant, a rant from a highway patrol officer, state trooper, yeah. who yeah. was like, "Well, next time there's a school shooting, don't call us because we don't get paid either." Yeah, it's bad. Like, oh, it's bad. All right, we we got to skip back to the books, guys. Yep. Yes. Who's next? Uh, you can go. You want I can go. go? Yeah. Okay, I read something kind of different. It's called a- Ahab's Wife or The Stargazer by Sina Jetter Nosland. Is that right? Sure. And it is about Captain Ahab from Moby Dick, his wife. And it was really interesting. I've never read Moby Dick. I know the story of Moby Dick just because it's so, you know, popular. Or not popular, but because it's a classic, I guess, and I've heard... But um, this is actually about his wife, and it's about her life. And she is born in Kentucky, I believe, and her parents send her to live with her aunt because she won't. She doesn't have the same religious beliefs as they do, and her dad is, like, not happy, like, punishes her for not believing, for questioning his belief in God. So they send her to live on the coast in like Boston or something. I can't remember exactly where it is, but to live with the aunt who is a, a what is it? Uni- Unitarian. Unitarian. And because she, she, her dad is really religious. Right. Extremely religious. And she questions and he doesn't think that she should question and, you know, so on and so forth. This is probably set back, what, in early in the 1900s i mean 1890s maybe <clears throat> something i know there's still 1890s. slavery because they talk about yeah escaped slaves yeah i think so, it was 1890s 1900s. but and she so she moves to this town on the coast <laughs> and she's kind of she's bullheaded she kind of you know does her own thing she likes to she's an explorer you know an adventurer and she ends up um, posing as a boy and getting a job as a cabin boy on a whaler on a whaling boat. Okay. And the you know, and it's the boat ends up being rammed by a sperm whale and sinks. And so they're you know in their rescue boats for a long time at sea, and then they're rescued and blah blah blah. And through all of this, she meets Captain Ahab. 
but she's married to somebody else when she meets Captain Ahab, but her husband is like crazy. He's like not right in the head and she pretends that he died because he ran off to go live with the Indians and marries Captain Personally, Ahab. I think he was secretly gay or something. <clears throat> I, he had issues. He yeah. had issues. Major issues. But it was it, it was really an interesting read. It, it made me want to read Moby Dick after I got done with this, the which I tried and one. I did not get very far in Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, that one's a thick one. Uh, you posted that thing about strapping war and peace to the bottom of people's feet to sink them. You could probably strap some Moby Dick on there, too. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it's, you know, big books don't intimidate me. Yeah. No. But I, it was just, I couldn't get into it. Dense. It just wasn't. It's not an easy read. Moby Dick is not an easy so read. So the Old Man in the Sea did the same thing to me, and it's like this big. It took me like a month to get through the Old Man in the Sea. And it's probably, what, it just, 300 pages? Yeah, it was just, I just But Ahab's, Ahab's wife was not bad, though. It was really short. No, it was only probably about maybe seven or eight hours, because I did the Audible on it. So it wasn't too bad, and... She's a really interesting lady, the stuff that happens throughout her life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I won't go any further than what I did because, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to give too much away. But it is called Ahab's Wife, so you had to have known that she was married to Captain Ahab from Moby Dick. Yep. <laughs> so. I mean, I didn't know that. Well. No offense. Or that not... Captain Ahab was Moby Dick? Well, yeah. No. I've never read Moby Dick. I have oh. neither. Oh. I guess I've just heard. I thought Ahab uh, would be like. Cap I thought it would yeah, be Captain Ahab was from Moby Dick. Well, when I heard Ahab, I just assumed it was like a Biblical Iranian, uh, yeah, Iranian Middle or like Persian, Middle Eastern. Well, see, it's name. a good thing you said that, then, Vani. Oh, yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. You taught me something. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Vani. <laughs> I like to impart wisdom into the group <laughs> when I can, because usually I'm not the one. It's usually Nicole telling us things. Only because I can Google. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> only because I'm the only person over here with a con computer say, conveniently in front of them. Clickety clack. <laughs> I think I've only had like one good like knowledge blurb on this podcast. Have I'm you? still really proud of it. I can't believe I still remembered what a building's Ramon was. <laughs> Don't know why that stuck, but well, it's there. Well, you'll be called on that again and again <laughs> to, to recall We're proud. that. We're proud. I didn't know what it was, so, you know, you taught me something. Yeah. Jeez. We're all teachers and students here. But that was Ahab's Wife or The Stargazer by Sina Jetter Nosland. Thank you. And Miss Jessica. So I think I'm going to do something a little bit different because I have a couple of fantasy books that I've read, but I also read a historical fiction ish. <gasps> what? It's called The Dollhouse. Oh. By Fiona Davis. And I really liked it because it, it's the story of two women. So there's two main characters there's Darby McLaughlin, who's a woman who comes from. Ohio in the 50s and lives at the Barbizon Hotel for Women. And then Rose is a reporter in 2016 who lives there since it's become... 2016? Yep. Okay. It's a new book or something like that. Or 2015. I don't know. It's new. Okay. And, uh... Because I thought you said historical fiction, so you threw yeah, me well, off. Yeah, well, Darby's is from the 1950s. Oh, okay. She's from the 50s. And then, so there's two. So it kind of goes back and forth okay. between time periods. All right. You threw me threw me totally off. Okay, go yeah. ahead. So, um, is it Fiona Davis? Is that who wrote that? Yep. So Rose is a reporter in 2016 who has moved in there with her senator 
boyfriend after it's become like condos and they've taken all of the women who still live there from the people when it was a women's hotel and moved them to the fourth floor. So she decides she's going to write this piece about the women of the fourth floor. And all the, all the while it's like flashing back to Darby's story because Darby's the woman who lives there. And she's the one who sparks this story because she wears hats with veils because apparently there was this big fight. She has this gash down her face from the fight on the roof and she wants to know. So, um, and then Darby's story. So she's like a small town girl who moves here to go to secretary school. She accidentally gets stuck on the floor with all the models and they're really rude to her because she's not like model Ooh. pretty. They're, she, they're awful. Cat She's like on the giraffes. She was <laughs> calling giraffes. <laughs> yeah. They call she, yeah. But so she makes friends, becomes friends with this maid, who introduces her to the jazz side of town, and they sing together at these jazz clubs. And so you get a really good feel mm. for like 1950s jazz clubs and mm-hmm. women in the 1950s who come here to make themselves. And that's what I like about the story is because Rose and Darby both kind of find themselves through this mm-hmm. hotel for women which is kind of interesting because the first thing off the book Rose is the woman who's like modern day decides her boyfriend that she has begged her to move in with him and find this new place has decided to go back to his wife the wife wants to move into the apartment so she's got to find a new house oh, <laughs> and man. so and she's had like a really hard time because there's like a scandal when she was a news anchor and it's about them both kind of remaking themselves and there's mm-hmm. just there's so much good stuff in it but it would give away a lot of the plot if I said a whole lot. Uh, I don't want to do that. But yeah. it's, it sounds like a really good story about you know recovering and being able to choose a new path in life and yeah and, and just you know come out shining. Yeah, it's pretty good and so she throws herself into writing this story about the women of the fourth floor for her job, which for the first half of the book, you're like, why are you hanging around the place that your ex-boyfriend and his ex-wife live? Like, move on. No, <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, but the Darby's, Crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. But the stories are really good and they inter- intermingle well. And she finally gets to talk to Darby because Darby won't talk to anybody about what happened. And uh, it's... Because hmm. the story is, is that there was a fight between her and her maid friend, and the maid fell to her death, at, but she cut Darby's face, so that's why she wears the veils. Uh, and that's like the rumor story, but you don't really know why or what happened, because the whole time you're listening to Darby's story, they're like best friends. Yeah. Her so only why friend. would that happen? Why would why would she push her off the roof with their best friends? Yep. And why would and one, why would you have a gash? And there's underground heroin rings in... Hmm. Um, the story there's just a lot because it's all about 1950s jazz clubs and jazz musicians used heroin yeah. to like write new music and stuff like that it's really interesting different than what i normally read but i really enjoyed it and <laughs> the modern day reporter goes on this rant because she talks about men of jazz. I, she goes on this rant and it reminded me so much of martha i laughed because she was just like and did you know uh because he's this guy makes fun of these women who never did like never got married and never had mm-hmm. kids and they're stuff like, like spinsters that. yeah and he makes it sound like a bad thing and she's like well women don't need men like that's just objectifying and she, <laughs> she goes, did you know that the men in the 50s used to call it the dollhouse how objectifying is that like they aren't even real people until they get picked up by a man and then they're a wife and yeah. i was like oh Hi, Martha Steele. 
That does sound like something you would say. Oh my God, you so, just made me feel so good inside when you just said that, Miss Jessica. But there's a lot to that. Like they're both really independent, strong female characters, and I liked that about it a lot. But anyways, it was called The Dollhouse by Fiona Davis. Awesome. Thank Sounds you, Miss Jessica. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for a thriller. I read so many books in the last week. The one that I really want to review, I'm going to save for next week. Um, giving us a little teaser. Yep. I'm sliding right by the one I really want to do that actually made me... Uh, it made the Grinch's heart grow ten times. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that much about I it. I thought you didn't read books like that. Normally I don't. I know. She's growing. I saved my book as a reader. You too. Yeah. Nicole, we've just about got to her. Yep. You don't have to start giving your books now. Well, no. Yep, my heart grew ten times. But I'm saving that one for next week. In the meantime, i got to tell you about this one because this one was a great thriller. I had so much fun reading this book. It was called The One by John Mars. With, with two R's. Mars with two R's. Imagine, if you will, a dating site that matches you with your perfect mate using, drumroll please, your DNA. That's kind of scary. I know. <clears throat> so. It's like picking up a date at family reunion. Kinda, yeah. So it's cool because when you get your DNA match, it could be literally anybody. Mm-hmm. It could be a man. It could be a woman. Oh. It could be somebody who's sick. Could be somebody who's old. Could be... And it's interesting the way they do this because it, it does several different things like that. You see several different pairings. You see uh, this one girl who's, who's matched with this guy in Australia... She lives in, I think, England, and she's been talking back and forth with this guy in Australia, and she, she, they're both poor, so they think they're not going to meet up, and she decides to basically max out her credit card and go to Australia to meet him. Mm-hmm. Well, she shows up at his house, and she opens the door to him, or she, she calls him, and takes, she takes a picture of his house. You know, and says, I'm here, basically. And he says, go away. Uh-oh. Yeah. So she's like, oh, shit, what's going on? You just spent all my money yep. that I have in so the whole world. So she's kind of standing out there. And then she, right. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that happens. I'm not going to give you all the details on exactly Dude. what. Yeah, like downer shit like that. I thought he was going to be like. I know. Had a wife or something. Right. Stuff like that happened. You had like body Um, parts lying around the living room. But the (laughs) best. Let me clean that real quick. The best one. The very best one is the the female police officer who gets matched with the serial killer. Oh, wow. She's excited about all these things. (gasps) I know she is. 
that didn't make your heart grow not, ten not times. Not this book. This, nope. <laughs> not that one. This one's shrinking it. Well, it had to, it had to overcompensate Only Martha something. gets excited about the serial killers in a book. <laughs> and it's a dun-dun-dun. I don't think it's killer. only Martha. She's just really excited about all the heartbreak, not just the serial killers. She's literally like, all this great stuff yeah, happened. Like, you should see this. You should see the smile on her face right now. You know, there's like the the Antichrist is is Martha like the anti Cupid? I think she is pretty much. <laughs> like she shoots like breakup she arrows. Mm. It's like kind of maybe. Did you ever uh, watch Fairly Odd Parents when it was on? Remember like the opposite of the Fairly Odd Parents, and they were like bad fairies or whatever. <gasps> She's a bad fairy. I am a bad fairy. <laughs> what it is? She's the opposite of what were the two? What were the Cosmo and Wanda. Cosmo and Wanda. You are the I opposite to Cosmo. God, Wasn't that the big buff guy in the in the suit? No, they actually had like a parallel universe that there oh. was another Cosmo and Wanda and they just oh. created havoc and mm-hmm. Havoc and Mayhem. Havoc and Mayhem. That's what you are. Havoc and Mayhem. So uh yeah, anyway, this was it was it was a really fun read. It was one of those things that you would read um on the beach or Kind of light on the airplane, or it was just a real. F- this was a movie book. Mm. This is something that will make a great thriller. Mm-hmm. It was an episode of one of your shows, Nicole. True Never crime mind. shows. Yes, it sounds to me like a Black Mirror. Like very, a- it was very Black Mirror esque. Mm. Very, 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 very good. Very you know, I watched a of. documentary one time that they did an experiment where they took single people who had never met before and um they had them wear just a plain white t-shirt oh the smelling yeah and yeah. then they sent they sent three different shirts to that. each person and they had to pick the person who they were most attracted to by the scent of the shirts by yeah pheromones the did smelling. you know you can mm-hmm. actually buy perfume like you can just go to just macy's pheromones. and it has pheromones in it yeah. um mm-hmm. I don't remember what brand it is, but you can like Google it. Yeah. And it's really expensive, but literally it's supposed to attract every like person to you. you That's to Anchorman? me is creepy. <laughs> yes. <What>? Anchorman. <laughs> yes. The Black Panther. Or that scene with Joey and the girl and friends where he's like spritzing people with perfume as they look by. Aramis. Not to get even more off topic, but I just want to remind everybody it is April 6th and it is about to snow in Oklahoma City. That's crazy. Right. What the actual hell? If you ever need... Holy fuck. The radar says it's going to actually snow right now. Mm-hmm. It's coming. So, it's literally like almost on top of us. If you ever need some spice in your life, move to Oklahoma. You'll have tornadoes and snow in the same week. Well, well yeah, if you go like teachers co- are striking and it's snowing, and what else can go wrong today? The tigers could get out again. Oh, oh yeah, t- tiger nato. Tiger nato. Like we did that again. time. That was so funny. Also, that's not a joke. No, it actually happened. Not yeah. a joke. Listeners. It actually happened when there was a tornado uh, that blew through uh, south of Tuttle. And there is a 
place called the Tiger Safari down there, and they were worried that the tigers were going to actually get out. Well, I heard that one of the tigers did get out, and then they came back and said that they did get out. Tyler said that he knew people who said that they They saw something. They did not get out. That guy's creepy, though. He is creepy, but it did not get out. I would believe that they covered it up, Bonnie. Yeah, I believe that they would cover it up, too. Conspiracy. I think they got out. See the shirt? Be nice. Dude, be nice. Dude. Okay, Are we I'm talking sorry. about the Tiger Dude. Safari or Joe Exotic now? No, Tiger Safari. Tiger Safari is where the Tiger Nato okay. thing happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, But they... Joe Exotic is creepy. And yeah. I don't he's running care for governor, he's... you know. Well, he's not going to win. <laughs> I can, like, literally... Dude, have you seen some of the signs that the teachers have? They're teachers epic. are savages, man. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get any further off this train, people, let me finish, okay? Okay. 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 All right. I mean, I thought my the book serial was, killer. My book was The One by John Mars. With two R's. With two R's. Gotcha. Now we can get off the train. <laughs> my friend tweeted, pay the teachers their money, especially the ones who had to deal with the Jones Longhorn class of 2014, real talk. And I was like, that's no joke, because we made three teachers quit. <laughs> <laughs> we were hellions. Like, I don't even know You how guys weren't hellions. Jones- hey, what's the hashtag for twi- like the teacher thing? Teacher Do you guys hashtag? remember? I have no idea. It's like, okay, education something. Okay, um, LA Ed, I think. Is one of them. Oh, yeah, because it's... Uh, Oklahoma Ed. Uh, Oklahoma Lead. Yeah, it spells like OK Lead, but it's OK LA and then capital E-D. So Oklahoma Ed. Pretty sure. Anyways, but yeah. Oklahoma Sad. Yeah. Oklahoma's Sad. I saw one that said, Umbridge wants praise for... Did you know? Did you know that we get? Did you know that Westboro Baptist Church was freaking picketing (laughs) against the fucking Oklahoma teachers today? But I think did you know that they picket against everything? They are on the exact same side. Our governor is. I know. Sad is the governor of Oklahoma was with Westboro Baptist Church today against our teachers. Well, you know what the sad thing is, and I just think this is completely unprofessional is that our governor has made smart ass comments about the teacher walkout yeah telling them they're like, like they're being babies they're like all they're, of our they're teenagers who want a new car um or, yeah i think governor Fallon. or not not governor uh representative is it how do you i don't know how to pronounce that his name it's like put Imam. his facebook live video oh. up like, no, no, no. He actually came out and said something good. He was... Is that his right name, though? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't remember what his name Enhoff is. Enhoff or something no. like that. Imam or something like that. I don't know who that is. But anyways, oh, he uh, came out, or he was at the like at the Capitol, and he was talking to a bunch of people, and they recorded him talking to them on video, and he literally came out and said uh, what these people are going to do, and he's talking about his like co-workers at the legislature. He's literally telling... All these people, all these teachers watching him, that they're all going to go past these bills. And yes, Oklahoma is going to get like a thirty, like million dollar increase in funding this year. But then it's won't but pass after next, next year. year. It it goes to something different. And he's actually telling people this, like these guys are fucking you over right now, and yeah. you guys can't let them do this. And if you leave on Friday and don't come back Monday. Uh, like they're just gonna decline or whatever every bill that comes into our. Well, one of the bills that they passed to try to increase funding, they've already repealed part of that bill. 
the so, uh, the mo- hotel motel the tax, hotel motel. which I think is stupid because it was only a five dollar tax. And when I went to San Francisco, it was like a twelve dollar per day tax. Yeah, like every t- day that you rented a ho- like hotel or anything. You when had I to went pay. to to Kansas, I think it was like. A fifteen or twenty dollar yeah. hotel fa- tax. So on how there. come people so, in Oklahoma can't afford to, or because like pay five dollars? See, I think that five dollars. There's been mistakes made for the past eight to ten years that's put us in the situation that we're at now, and it's just really, really sad that the only way that um, they can, the teachers can get the legislation to understand is to do a walkout because they've been they've been asking for pay raises and for an it's increased funding even. for three or four years or more than that yeah actually. and we've never I mean this is just what I've well you know what's the saddest part about all of this you guys the saddest part about all of this is the percentage of the the percentage of people that are in our legislature currently that are running unopposed. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the no, fuckers that are in there right now that have been that have made this mess in the first place? But it is the most inspiring the, thing ugh. ever to see once that statistic was announced, which was like yesterday or the day before when that statistic started coming out, mm-hmm. um, that literally all of these people saying, if you are a teacher and you want to run against one of these people who are unopposed, I, I will foot your uh, initial thousand dollar donation that you have to have to even put your name on the ballot. I will make, I will do your branding and marketing for yep. free. Websites. I will do your headshots for free. Yep. I will do your website. I will do every yep. single thing for and free. If you you run against that person who is unopposed People and like fight for what you believe in. Different states have come and they bring food to the teachers at the Capitol mm-hmm. and stuff like yep. that. Uh, Spinozzi took a food truck out today and awesome. fed like 10,000 people or whatever yep. for and free. That's awesome. Yep. We got we to gotta do it right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. regardless of whether or not you agree or disagree with the teacher walkout in and with the politics, it is inspiring to see everybody fighting as, even I have if to you, agree. If, even if you agree. don't agree, it is like amazing this camaraderie and like the intelligence and, and people saying like none of our teachers who are protesting there haven't been no reports of vandalism or anything like that. Nope. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just I don't yeah. know fighting in a very non-violent mm-hmm. way. Yep. I mean, there's not. You, well, that's that's aren't. the way it's supposed to work. When yeah. when you're out when you, this is the way democracy is supposed to work. When you wake up at 7 a.m. and they say there's literally no more room inside the Capitol building and that the sheriff's office has the doors on hold. So the only way somebody can enter is if somebody leaves at seven o'clock in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Because that's what happened this morning. Well, they mm-hmm. start they start showing up because I wake up at five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and I always turn the news on and teachers start showing up. Between yeah. 5 and 5.30 in the morning at the Capitol for yep. the walkout. So that's just like... And that's all week. Yeah. So people haven't had any place to send their kids. Nope. Well, and yeah. then Tulsa, or Owasso and like Skyatook, they yeah. both, I've seen both of those for sure have closed school all week next yep. week. Yep. Jones so. is closed through Monday for sure. It's on a day-to-day basis, but yep. they closed yeah. Monday. I know there's some Oklahoma City schools that have already posted that they're closed on monday it's sad though like well we'll keep you updated we'll we'll check in on next week's podcast to see if we've come to any conclusion on this and we'll let you know about the snow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we probably won't get much out of it <laughs> it looks like it's kind of falling apart already but i'm still excited about it 
You're, Stop what? it. You're not supposed it's to be excited April. about snow in April. I'm not excited about it. I mean, through. I just think it's cool that it's snowing. I just want to get through allergy season. I don't like season. the cold. I don't even know if it's summer. my jacket inside. <laughs> I, I'm not thrilled about the 100 degree weather, so, you know. Bipolar podcast. We went from, we went from police officer hand jobs to teacher walkouts to snow. <laughs> like, we are kind of all over the place always. <laughs> But yeah. that's kind of odd. That's, that is kind of us, though. If you looked in our brain, that would be, like, the norm. Yeah, it is. Or at least of. my brain. Touche. That's all, folks. That's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.